This Bible study is entitled, The Shepherds and Their Message. Gordon is reading from Luke, chapter 2. In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord stood suddenly before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. So last week, you remember, we considered the Magi and their message. What we didn't say was this, that these men were probably rich to be able to afford the gifts and to the cost of traveling that kind of distance. They would be respected men. Notice their access to Herod, for example. Now their message was, being, was a king has been born, someone of great importance and of worthy of adoration and worship. Now, one of the thick themes that occurs from time to time within the uh, Bible is this, that things can only be taken as true if there's two or three witnesses. And thinking of this, the Magi was one witness. And to many people, they would have been well-respected witnesses. Uh, in a modern court, they probably turned up in a nice black suit, white shirt, a black tie, all sober, all decent. So who would be the witness number two? Now, the high priest, that would have been a good witness. The top man in Judaism. Or a member of the Sanhedrin. Let me say this. I'm convinced that if man had planned this, the answer would probably be yes. But you remember what Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. God does things differently. The second group of witnesses, although they were first in time, are the shepherds. They were from the opposite end of the social scale. When I was looking around about this, you discover, and I'm trying to put it nice and politely to you, that they were frowned upon by the members of the polite society and of the religious elite. They were considered dirty, smelly, and irreligious. As their duties often meant, they spent a lot of time with the sheep at night, through the day. Remember the picture of the Lord Jesus as the door of the sheepfold, lying there amongst them? And it, all this activity often meant they did not have time to indulge in all the religious ritual that was considered proper and correct 
to the Jews. Outside of the Gentiles, only pig farmers were considered as a lower group of people. But these men at least were faithful to the task. I remember reading somewhere uh, this little thought. Bethlehem is quite near to Jerusalem. And one writer has postulated that the sheep they were caring for, for belonged to those that needed them for sacrifices. Now, we know that the uh, priests were fiddling the people. If they came with a, sh a sheep for a sacrifice or a lamb, they would look and sure enough, they would find a defect and say, well, you can't use that. We'll take it off you, but you've got to buy one of these. And so he postulated that these were the sheep that the shepherds were looking after. Now, it's a, something that word postulated means it's taken for granted as a truth. And I don't think you can take that as granted for a truth. But it's interesting that he links that, somebody links that with the shepherds. Now, looking at that background, it is to these men, God chose to reveal the greatest of all miracles apart from the new birth. That miracle of God manifest in the flesh. They were the, she the shepherds were the first hearers. They were the first believers and they were the first preachers of the birth about the Lord Jesus Christ. Read through the passage and you'll see that that was true. Now I think it is wonderful how God organized this but it must have been terrifying for the shepherds when suddenly there was an angel nothing they all had been doing maybe they were having a quiet talk around the campfire or maybe some of them were asleep and others on guard duty but all of a sudden there was an angel and they were terrified but the angel came to give good news, to give them the good news on the very night the Lord Jesus Christ was born. The message they received was, first of all, comforting. Do not be afraid. It's a great comfort when you're in difficult circumstances. Don't be afraid. The second part of it is... There is good news. And then they gave them direction to where they could meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I think that's absolutely tremendous because that is still what we should be doing today. Hearing, believing and preaching. The message sometimes doesn't change. If we look at the uh, text of verse 11, it was today, so they went on the actual day of the birth. It was to them that a saviour was to be, was born to them. Now, I don't know about you. My dad was a working man, mines, 
pubs. He did eventually end up his working life as a master baker in one of the big bread making companies in Gateshead. But he was a working man all his life. We don't come from wealthy backgrounds. Indeed, we would almost be cast as uh, like the, uh, the shepherds because of the managing public houses and things like that. And it's, it's encouraging to think that the Saviour came for the likes of us. The Saviour, he came to you, for you. So the message, I think, of the shepherds to humanity is a message of comfort above everything else. You know, you sometimes you get caught out. I was in a questioning a session where young people were asking questions and uh, you've got to be very careful. And something came out about the angels singing. I don't know anywhere in the scripture where it says the angels sang. This is just a side issue. It's just something to think about. Because if you remember, we read, what did we read? Saying, not singing. Saying. That's a slight difference. Uh, we place such a big, a lot of importance on singing. But the angels, when they want to say something, they said it out in plain, simple language. And I say that because I'm tone deaf and often the music drowns the message to me. So it was a message of comfort. Their saviour is here and is here for you. Now, I want to consider a couple of things here. We're all very familiar, aren't we, with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I hope you're all familiar that throughout the scripture, the use of the English word world is used in three different situations. It is used to describe a system of living and governing society without God. Now, this is the whole point of evolution. It's to take God out of the equation. So anything that takes God out of the equation would be classed as the world. Oliver Cromwell, his daughter, asked him, Father, what is the world? He replied, anything that distracts from Christ. The second use is, it refers to the people as in John 3.16. When God loved the world, he wasn't talking about the system of government because that's anti-God. He was talking about every individual that has lived, is living and ever will live. His love is for people. The third is that terra firma, that which we stand on physically. Now, as we think of that, men are frantically looking for a saviour of the world in which we stand on, the physical world. Panic stations. Just listen to what's going on as they try to get rid of carbon emissions. Do you realize if they totally get rid of carbon emissions, the world will soon die out? Because the carbon emissions, carbon feeds the trees and trees produce oxygen 
which we need. They need to be careful, but they are frantically looking for someone or something that can save them. Now, God has sent a saviour. He has sent a saviour for the people of the world. He has condemned the system. If you like, God has sent the saviour for the people that we might be free of the first and inherit a new place to live. And that's the message that comes out from, to me anyway, from the shepherds. So it's a message of comfort. There is already a saviour that has come. It's a message of good news. And the message of the good news is it's for whosoever will may come. Years ago, when we used to preach in the open air in Newcastle, we were used to take a text from Hebrews. He's able to save to the uttermost. And we used to misquote it, and we would used to say, Jesus can save from the guttermost to the uppermost. And that includes everybody. And we must be honest, there's certainly some from the gutter that came to know Christ. And there are some from the uppermost too, and many in between. Because it's good news, for the Saviour has come for people. Now the angels give them directions where they could meet the Saviour. If you like, that's what the task of preaching the word is. Telling them how they can meet the Saviour of the world. That's the task of the preacher. It's the task of Christians as witnesses that we practice what we preach and we preach the truth that God has already sent the Savior. And if men and women would put their trust in him, then life would indeed in many aspects be better. But with all blessings, there always comes a, 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 the hard side because it doesn't, the message doesn't take us out of the trials of life, but it keeps us through the trials of life. And so we have a tremendous saviour. And these shepherds, lowly, looked down upon by society, were the first to hear it, the first to believe it, and the first to preach it. What a blessing. What a challenge too. That was Gordon Stoves on behalf of Gospel Outreach International in December 2020. Part of the Christmas Greetings series. We hope you have enjoyed this Bible study and if you'd like to join us for other online Bible studies then you can find more details at goi.org UK. You are welcome to share this Bible study with others, but please don't modify it without express permission.